Good and Erev Shabbos, Parshas Ekev, Shabbos Mevorchim, Chaydesh Elul. Now, Chaydesh Elul, everybody is, you know, the, the legends have it that when in the old country, when Elul, people would start tittering, which means they would start quaking. That's, hence the Quakers are, in other words, saying Charedim in, in English. They would be trembling in awe and fear of the great day of judgment that's coming upon them. Now, <clears throat> I would imagine that we would all have a certain degree of awe if we knew we had a court case coming. And uh, I guess that reminder of Chodesh Elul's upon us, that means we have a month to prepare. So we have to prepare for the month of preparing. Um, but, you know, sometimes a person might think, ah, it's small matters, it's... Uh, uh, you know, I'll, I'll prepare for the big time, uh, prepare for the preparation. If I'm not mistaken, the Mash has said over to us many times that uh, he's read some of the seven habits of highly successful people or seven highly successful people's habits or the habits of highly suspected people. <laughs> In which way <laughs> these people, the common denominator is, is the preparation for work, all the organizational skills amount to about 75% of the time. And it's only 25% of the time that they're actually doing the work, which gives you an idea about preparation. So therefore, when we have a reminder we have to prepare for that preparation, don't take it lightly. Of course, I would be very remiss if I wouldn't mention a tragedy that happened a week ago here in Eretz Yisrael that... People are mamish, uh, they don't know what to do with themselves. There was a very chash of a Rebetzin, whose husband is a Rosh Kolo. She's there with her three daughters she's expecting, and a bus starts barreling down the sidewalk. And she sees it, but she tries pulling her the baby carriage out of the way of the bus, and it was stuck. And in a split second, nabuch, 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 oi. Lo aleinu, lo aleichem. She's no longer with us. Nor, nor her, or two daughters, and, and a child she was expecting. One daughter did survive, and I think was finally released from the hospital. And um, big tragedy. And I, somebody told me there's a video and you see the bus drivers chasing after the bus, screaming to people to move out of the way. And um, from what I was told that there was some kind of problem with the bus and he went out to check what's the problem and all of a sudden the thing start, starts like rolling down the hill. And some people say it's, some people say he didn't have the parking brake, he did have the parking brake. You know, a lot of times these people that are that have a responsibility. I'll tell you like this. It's a very tragic, tragic situation. The tragedy of the family that lost all their loved ones, there's no way to ever even address that issue. The pain, the pain of the family, the community, there's no way to understand it. I just want to focus on something that sometimes might not be thought of 
And I have a friend who's an unbelievable person. Mamish, unbelievable. He has a whole program, a koilo he supports for people who are need chizik in, and uh, does so many things for the klau. And Nebuch, his son was hit by a bus a few weeks ago. And another friend said, I, please give out stuckers for, for the schus of this child, Yaakov Menachem ben Chayisara, he's in a coma, and he, they might, he might be paralyzed, they have no idea what's going to be. And crazy, crazy situation. So I, Baruch Hashem, gave the name to many people, to Davin. And um, people the next week asked me how he's doing, and the next week people asked me how he's doing. People ask me how he's doing. So I called up the father, you know, earlier on, and then I called up the father again today. And I asked him, so how's, how's your son doing? And he's telling me, it's a very, very difficult situation. Baruch Hashem, he does have conscious moments, but he's forgotten so much. Doesn't recognize, he does recognize. And his body is basically forced not to move because they're so afraid that he could become paralyzed. Right now, that he's able to move a little bit, but he can't move too much because if he moves certain ways, he could paralyze himself. And so I said, uh, you know, it's a, you know, I wonder, like, did did somebody from the bus company come over and you know apologize? And he says, no, 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 no. I went over to the bus driver. I knew the bus driver. I went over to him, and you know, told him that he's. He's, he's getting better, and he's doing okay. He said, wow, that's so special. He says, yeah, because my son, he was the one that jumped into the street. It wasn't the driver's fault. I was like, wow, wow, what a big thing. You know, like, when, when your own, somebody, you get hurt, or somebody that you love is get hurt, you always want to find blame on somebody else. It was his fault, this fault, this, because of this, that. It doesn't matter who's at fault. My son was the one that was at fault. But uh, I wanted to make sure that the bus driver understood that nobody has any hard feelings towards him. We don't have fake as we know it wasn't his fault. And it reminded me of a story that happened here in Telstone about 20 years ago, maybe give or take a few years, maybe 25 years ago, that there was a... Buses weren't driving in Telstone, so then, then they started coming in, and um, it was a different. It wasn't so many families here, but it was. There's a family that lives up the hill, and the Levines, and we'll call them the Stearns, and they have their boys are playing, and they have a, a, a driveway that goes down into the street. Now there's a wall on both sides of the driveway that when you're riding your bike down, you can't see who's coming. And it goes into the sidewalk and into the street. It's the sidewalk is, you know, three feet, and then it's the street. And they're playing on an Arab Shabbos. And Arab Shabbos, Friday afternoon, they're di- driving down, having a good time, going back up and driving down. And they didn't realize because there wasn't they weren't used to the buses being in Telstone. And of course fate because Borhu had it that this would be what happened. 
and the bus driver slams on the brake in the middle of the second that he saw the kid coming out, but it was too late. There was not enough room for him to possibly stop. And Nebuch, Nebuch, uh, rushed the kid to the hospital, and I'm not sure if it was on Shabbos, after Shabbos, maybe even before Shabbos, the child didn't make it. And that bus driver couldn't forgive himself. Oh, maybe I was going too fast. I was, it's like 35 kilometers per hour. You know, maybe I was going 37. I don't know. You know, maybe, maybe I was going... Whatever it was, he, so pained that he caused somebody's death. And I was thinking, you know, wow, that bus driver running and chasing the bus that was totally out of control. He wasn't even in the bus, and he's telling people... I don't want to kill you. Move out of the way. Move out of the way. You don't want to get killed. And and that was it. Now, if you want to say, you know, this week's parsha is by your Ekev Tishmeun. I have another story, and it's a scary story that happened also last. I think the same day, the same night, maybe the next day. I'm not sure about the timing, but there was a soldier. On the radio, they said there was a shooting near near outpost outpost of soldiers, and they they've you know they're looking for the perpetrators. It came out that it was a friendly fire. One soldier shot another soldier. Apparently, that soldier that was shot had gone out to Davin Meirev, and he came back. I'm not sure why he didn't know the code and he didn't know didn't respond and why the person who screamed at him and tell him to stop and he didn't stop and why he got shot I have no idea how it happened but it happened so we have two stories many stories of people that died under circumstances that are so tragic but what makes it even more tragic is it seems that maybe it could have been prevented maybe if I'd taken an extra step of precaution in calling out you know the you know, I'm shoot and shoot in the air first, and shoot at his legs. Then and then the guy will see that he's being shot at. Maybe the guy had earplugs in. Don't know why everything is arranged. You know, it's but so many things. What could have been? What would have been? What should have been? This is what had to be. Rashi says, these are the mitzvahs the person is dashed by a cave of. People take lightly. You know, ah, my macaroni, my, ah, come on, we don't have melech stomis today. We don't have this deadly salt that, you know, that if we put a little bit in our eyes, we go blind. We don't have that, yeah. So we don't need to be so careful. We don't understand. Chazal tell us that there's it's a long, many midrashim and mices about how one a person lost his life because or killed somebody because of my macronim. Apparently, some guy owed somebody else money and um, denied it. So the other fellow who was owed the money, he saw that this guy did not wash my machronim. Now, when you wash my machronim, 
there's different minhagim how much water you should use, maybe just the edge of the fingers. Some people go and put a full revias. Everybody has their own minhagim. I'm not passing any halachas. But you should put some water. And the minhag is also to wash your face a little bit with the moisture that's on your fingers. And this fellow, who was rightfully owed the money, went to the guy's wife and says, Ah, you know, you know your husband had left some money and he owed me this money. It's, you know... There's a wallet with such and such. Two, it's a whole story. But And she's like, why would I give you money? I don't know, you? She says, yeah, but your husband said that you guys had lentils for breakfast. Oh, yeah. How would anybody know he had lentils for breakfast? When is the last time you heard of anybody having lentils for breakfast anyway? But, you know, okay, so yeah. Only me and my husband know what we ate. But the truth of the matter was is there was this dripping of, of lentils on his face or whatever that he didn't wipe away from my Mechronim. So, again, there's so many mitzvahs that people are dashed by Kevav. So many mitzvahs people just relegate to not really important. The big mitzvahs that we got to focus on, not to kill, not to steal, not to hurt, you know, idol worship, adultery, child, whatever you want to call these things, we don't do these things. Ah, the smaller things, you know, mukta, whatever. I mean, unfortunately, I hear people that, uh, you know, I don't have to, I don't don't have to have a four-corner garment. I mean, if I want, I can wear it. It doesn't say I have to wear a four-corner garment. And it's hot summertime, you know. It's, uh, it's uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. This is the month of the end of the month of Av. Av stands for the Aleph base. Amuna Bitochon. I have to have Amuna and I have to have Bitochon. Amuna that Akash Borcha runs the world and Bitochon that I'm doing the right thing. He'll take care of me. But also Av is Elul Ba. Elul is coming. I got to get myself ready. I got to get myself ready. What am I doing? Oh yeah, the big things, you know. When you can tell how how important the relationship is, in the small things also. Right? Sometimes, you know, you you have a little child, you know, or not so little child, and you know they like a certain candy, you know they like a certain food, you know they like a certain things. So when you're shopping, you think, oh, I want to buy that kid. Your spouse, you want to buy something that they like. You're thinking about them. It doesn't have to be these huge overtures. I, I brought to you, I bought for you a new car, a private jet, a house, and an island. And a yacht, you know. Wow. Ah, definitely love you so much. But I don't want an island. I don't want a yacht. I don't want a, maybe, you know, a Lamborghini or, you know, I don't mind. But seriously, what do we need these things for? What's the most important thing? Is I feel the connection. That's what El is supposed to be all about. Ani ledodi vedodi li. I'm for my beloved, my beloved's for me. So El is coming. It's Shabbos Mavarchim. This Shabbos, Parshas Ekev. I have opportunity to say, Vaya Ekev Tishma'un. And it will be if I listen to these smaller mitzvahs. 
even though we know that schar mitzvahs behind Amaleka, there's no reward for mitzvahs in this world. But there are lists and many different uh, tzaddikim have talked about different things that a person can do that you would even get reward for things that you do in this world. And that's, that's a hint of Ekev Tishmeun. Some people say Ekev is sometimes your tzitzis, you get, they're a little bit long, and when you're sitting, they, you step on them. Uh, tzitzis, you think, is, oh, it's optional. No, it's a, it shows that I want to do what Hashem wants. And that's, all the brachas could come because you do the mitzvah tzitzis. All the brachas. You could get reward for things that you can't get reward for because you take care of the things that you don't have to do. You went beyond what's expected of you. And that shows how strong the relationship is. And that's why all the brachas come. There are other reasons, not just tzitzis. There's all kinds of things. The effort you put into tzitzis. The effort you put into any mitzvah. Hasidim talk about hachana mitzvah. You can get reward for hachana mitzvah. You know, we now we live up in the uh, in the instant generation. You have a, a pop-up tzukah, you know. All you have to do is you take this little box, you open it up, and <laughs> there you have it. The sukkah's standing, and all you have to do is throw, roll out the mat of, uh, of uh, schach, and, and there you have it. Isn't that amazing? Ah, Unbelievable generation there. We have so much conveniences. I think... I know that when I was a kid, my father, Allah Hashem, he went invested in a, in a beautiful sukkah, a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful sukkah, and we had to take it, put it up, take it down, and even the floor, it was like a whole avoida just to prepare a sukkah. Because it's the hechshir mitzvah, it's the hachana for the mitzvah. And it doesn't say tivne sukkah, it says teishupa sukkahs. Sit in the sukkah. Who says you have to make any effort whatsoever? But it made such an impression on me. This is what you do. Because wants you to do a mitzvah. You know, you do the mitzvah. They say actually that the, the Gemara tells us that in the future, the Goyim are going to say, like, you know, we want reward for, for mitzvahs also. Why didn't you give us the Torah? And Hashem says, I went and I offered you the Torah. And the it was back and forth, and basically they come and say, "Afal pichen," you know, give us a chance. And Hashem says, "Okay, why don't you do a mitzvah sukkah?" And says, "Miad kolis." Immediately they all go and they prepare a sukkah on the roof of their houses. And then Akash Baruch says, "Okay, let's see how much they want to do the mitzvah." And they take out the sun. And it makes it extremely hot, and it starts. Boiling, the schmaltzing in the sukkahs, and you know they didn't do fast enough to put an AC unit. Like some people have AC in their sukkahs. Ah, right. Teishu kein taduru. You should dwell in your sukkah the way you dwell in your house. If you have AC in your house, for sure you have to have AC in your sukkah, obviously. And um, but they didn't prepare that, and it gets too hot, and they run out and they give the sukkah a kick and says, "What kind of mitzvah is this?" So so much to learn from that more, but just one thing is the miyad, they all run to do it, which is a good thing. It sounds good. But sometimes that immediately, 
Let's see, like, well, let's see how we could do it this right. What would be the best thing to do? How we could plan it, you know? And then they go, it's too hot. Wow. All right, what do we do? Okay, we have to leave. We can't do the mitzvah anymore. So, okay, we go out. Not mitzvah, potter, okay. Anybody who's in pain and too hot, too cold, whatever it is. But for the, those of you who were so sensitive and so much kedusha in the sukkah, how could I sleep in the sukkah? So much kedusha, how could I eat in the sukkah? And I have to leave the sukkah. Oh, I'm at Steyr. sukkah. So why was that Kajborah upset at them? Because when they go out of the sukkah, they give it a kick. They say, ah, what's the purpose of this mitzvah? We don't necessarily... We're not durst the time of mitzvahs. We don't try to figure out why we have to do the mitzvahs or what's the benefit of the mitzvah. The one thing we know is you do what Hashem wants. You're doing the right thing. Obviously, of course, there's sugyas and you have to learn it up and you have to know what's the best way and theoretically and how to perform the mitzvah properly in the best way possible. Obviously, that's part of the preparation for mitzvahs. But we don't want to necessarily... I have to understand everything that's going on. And if I don't understand it, I'm not doing it. Oy, Kosh Baruch Hu should bless us all. This month, I mean, this, this Parsha is just packed. Packed, packed, packed. So much important things. The mitzvah of benching. Benching is such a huge, it's a bracha, which is deraisa, that you can say, and said that you can go, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Or you could be like, oh, lowly day matnas basavadam, lowly day avasam. You could read it inside and look at what you're saying and understand it and say it with meaning and gratitude that you're able to say a mitzvah, a seder, a of benching. Of course, if you had kadeh whatever the halachic qualifications are. An opportunity. It's brought down in the parsha. Another thing is brought down in the parsha of Ata Yisrael Mashem Lekech Hashol Meimach. And now, Jews, what does Hashem really want from you? Kim Liros Hashem Lekech Alechaz B'Jachol Derchav. All He wants to use to fear Him and go in all His ways, Ulavoso, and to love Him. Vilavodas Hashem Lekech B'Chol B'Chol and to serve Him with all your heart and all your soul. That's all Hashem wants. That's it. <laughs> Not nothing else. What does this mean? That's the goal. That's what we should be focusing on. That the gold standard. People come to Rav Gamliel all the time and he tells me, like, you know, they're asking for Parnasa, they're asking for Bracha, they're asking for all kinds of things. And Rav Gamliel says, take out this kitcher. No. Yeah. Did you do the kitcher? Did, did you do the kitcher? Did, did everything checks out? Okay. So then you need some extra siyat tishma. I'll, I'll bench you. But if you're not following the halachas, there's so many advice Rav Gamliel says he sitters during the Bein Asmanim. He's so afraid what's going to be. People go on vacations and they people go and do all kinds of kulas and they're, oh, minyan, kriyas etayra. Eh, it's vacation. What do you mean? We don't have, we don't have to. Okay. That, that's the attitude. Then does Hashem have to protect you? Shown to attribute any blame to anything or any tragedies that happen. But Gamaliel says, he pleads, please, when you have to go and you have to travel and you want to make sure you'll be able to eat food, 
and make a uh, motzi, bring salt. This is the Mishnah Brewer quotes the source of, I don't remember where, where it is, that it prevents tragedies. Salt at the table is monea peronios, prevents tragedies. Have rachmanus on yourself. Oh, who says you have to have salt? There's salt in the in the in the lachmania. I don't need to have the salt. Come on, what kind of like wuji wuji guys? You guys are like, you know, think, uh, you know what do they call it? Uh, people from the 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 bush, you know, the people that live in the you know the cannibals and stuff like that. They believe in all this. But the mission says, Chazal tell us. Have rechmanus on yourself. No, I, I learn and I learn that the Torah is going to protect me. I don't, have to, I don't have to worry about this. Who knows? Who knows? Who could say that I've learned enough? I make sure every day, the 27 hours I'm learning and the 17 hours I'm davening, and it, everything. Oh. Yeah. They say, there's some people that... Uh, they're very, very stark, B'nai Torah, and they're so machmer that in benching, they hear the Vilna Gon didn't say the Harachamans, which Lemais, he didn't say it on Shabbos, but during the week he did say it. But they say like, ah, Vilna Gon didn't say the Harachamans. I'm not going to say, I'm going to run out, I'll go back to learn. I don't want to be bitl Torah, to say the Harachamans, it's going to waste my time. But then they don't realize that Vilna Gon really did say it during the week. It's only on Shabbos because of personal bakashas he didn't say it on Shabbos. But during the week he would say it. It's in the benching and the Sidr Agra in the Maiserov brings it down that he did. So you want to get out of something? The Shrum thing? Hashem should protect us. Hashem should have Rahmanas on us. Hashem should show his love for us, but we also have to show our love for our Kodesh Baruch Hu. You know, he says over here, you know, you got to remove the orla of your heart. There's a, a membrane that's pre- preventing your heart from feeling. Remove it. And the orpechem, and the, like, the stiff-neckedness you have to also remove. You have to stop. You have to be real. Be be connected, Kosh Baruch Hu. Ah. And I'll tell you, like you know, that the Maisa that this is also the Makor of Mashal Kecha Shalmi Mach is is the idea of Me'abrochos. And then, of course, they have the the famous parsha we say every day. And it will be if you listen to Hashem. There is some kind of trade-off. It, there is some kind of reciprocity. If you do what you're supposed to do, Hashem's going to do what He has to do. He says it beferish. This is part of the uh, the way that the relationship will work and does work. Ah. So there's one other part here that he does say that you know I'm bringing to Eretz Yisrael. And the relationship in Eretz Yisrael is different than the relationship in Chutz Laaretz. In Chutz Laaretz, there's a certain relationship that when they were living in in um, in Egypt, it was that the Nile River would overflow. It was like every evening it would flow up, the tide would get high, 
and their fields, all you have to do is irrigate it, you know, just flower the fields and the river will overflow and it'll go into the, all the little irrigation uh, ridges that you've made. Ah, but Hashem says, I'm go- taking you to a different place. And where I'm taking you is not the same. I'm taking you to a place where there's mountains and hills and it's not flat lands. In the Matara Shemaim Tishdemaim, I'm taking you to a place where to the to the rain of the heavens, that's how you're gonna have water to irrigate your, your crops. And what's the point of this? It's a land that Hashem is seeking out constantly. And the eyes of Hashem are in the land from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. And the idea is that what are we doing? Are we understanding that everything comes from Hashem? Earlier in the parsha, it says, Sometimes a person might think, ah, oh, my smarts and all the things I did, that's what gave, gave me all this atzlocha. And that's not the way it works. The way it works is that a Baruch Hu gives a person the ideas, the Targum says, that Eitzah, that Kosh Baruch Hu gives an Eitzah for a person to do everything he does. And that's how everything works out. We have to talk to Hashem. We have to daven. We have to turn our hearts to Hashem. It's all about the relationship with Kosh Baruch Hu. Hashem should bless us that we should open up our hearts this Shabbos when we call out that Elul's coming and the famous legendary thing that even the fish in the ocean are trembling that Elul's coming that it should wake us up to understand that it's, it's about Anila Dodi Vidodi Li that I have to turn on that part of my mind that sometimes in the first Rosh Hashanah we had a little Rosh Hashanah but the rest of the year kind of like goes by and we forget about it Rosh Hashanah the end of the year the end of the year a very difficult year this year the year of Shemitah and they say that Melchumas happen in Shemitah year and hopefully that Motzeh Shemitah Ben David comes but are we ready? All Hashem is reminding us, let's get ourselves ready. Baruch should bless us that we should all get ourselves, open up our hearts and see that I could do and I want to do things that Hashem wants me to do, even though it doesn't tell me I have to do it. It builds the relationship. May all of our relationships with Baruch be strengthened and fortified. And everybody should feel Baruch's love. Hashem should... There's so much we... We don't. We take for granted that we could breathe and we could see and we could walk and we could feel and we could taste and we could hear. See all the different things that Kosh Baruch gives us. What does Hashem want in return? That recognition. Wow, you gave me so much, Hashem. What could I do for you? What could I do for you, Hashem? Hashem should help us figure out each person for themselves what they could do, what they should do, what they want to do. And it should be a zochah to give a Kosh Baruch tremendous nachas. And at the end of this year, it should be the theme of Anila Dodi, the Dodi Li, should usher in the era of the B.S. Gold Tzedek, of the Sheikh, in Herb, Amen. Zai, give bench of an amazing Chavez.